Well, I don't really want to start these challenges because you guys are scaring me. What? You're scaring us. Oh. This was your idea. This, this is true. your idea. <laughs> I'm going to set the stage. Rachel, one of her suggestions for the next podcast was, I know. Let's give everybody an individual challenge from us. So, Amy, I'm going to challenge you for something for the new year. And Amber, I'm going to challenge you something. And then you guys challenge me. And we're like, ooh, we're scared. <laughs> yeah, I actually. <laughs> so we're going to have Rachel go first to see how mean and she is. And then we also have to challenge ourselves. It, oh, was, yeah. it was three things. So all yeah. three of us from three. So that's nine total. So we'll keep it. We'll try to keep it short. Okay. We'll try to do this in what? Each one, five minutes-ish. Well, I think, like, Rachel, you should start with challenging each of us, and then I think we get a chance for a rebuttal. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Rebuttal. I think I'm going to have to keep – Amber's is going to have to be on the fly because I already read you your – I'll read it again, but I – a couple episodes back, um, Amber's word launched me into sharing my challenge for her because it was like – it just seemed really fitting. Mm. Apropos. 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 I like that word. Yeah. What does that mean exactly? Fitting? Fitting. Apropos? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Apropos. <laughs> I think. I think. We don't know. If, if, we don't actually well know. It fit well. <laughs> I'm okay. so nervous. I'm like, I want to put my hands you in my I, I already read you. I know, I, but I, now you're on the fly on top of it. She's got her hands in her armpits, people. <laughs> <laughs> Molly Shannon. The Mary Catherine Gallagher in it. Okay, I'm just going to read this, and then I'm also going to expand. She wrote our challenges down. I know. I have to because I don't have a brain anymore. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to receive. Lord, keep me humble. To Amber. (sighs) I'm just going to read them straight then, one and then yours. No, Amber should get to rebuttal. Oh, okay. I challenge you you to stand up. Not to sit in your hard memories for much longer. You've had a good season of mourning and reflecting and counseling. And I love your counselor, but personally, I think you've done enough sitting. I think it's time to turn and face your entire life to date and say goodbye. (laughs) She has her NPR voice on. To all the painful things that have happened and to claim your future freedom from all those things. I am excited to see what God is going to do through you. Through is in capitals. Mm. Because of all of your hard experiences, your new chapter awaits. Mm. And I think after some of the things that you've been saying, I love your word that you picked, which was steadfast. Mm-hmm. And I I guess I'm – I want to challenge you to to create – I loved your five, like that you, you do a list of five. And whether it's a mental list or an actual list, you know, just to – to give us updates on how that's going sometimes and actually truthfulness. Like if you didn't do them to just be like, I didn't do any of them and it was, you know, whatever. But right. like it will change your, like Amy says often when you, when you level up in one thing, usually you level up in a bunch of things because mm-hmm. if you like, let's say um, change your diet and start to exercise, you'll start to feel better. You'll start to do more good things and make better cho- you're going to be less likely to make the bad choices you're going to be less likely to you know even just get sick and feel miserable because you're taking really good care of your body and and that might lead to other opportunities and all things so mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. you're already doing so amazing at, at work you're an amazing teacher that god has always kept you right dead on your your compass with like your where you work you can always like you give the best to your work you know like you were always a killer wedding planner are you a three 
on the Enneagram? What are you? I don't know. You don't know. Okay. We should revisit that sometime because it is yeah. fascinating. I need to the book. You keep telling me I have to read the book, but I don't have the book. But books. people giving their best to their work. That's pretty classic of a... Hmm. I think I'm a... What's the seven? That's... Uh, okay. I've had a lot of people say, and I know you say that's not, but I have had a lot of people say, mm-hmm. oh, you're a seven. Right, because you're funny and you're fun. You're not necessarily a seven, but that's what people would think when they'd see you. I'm not sure if you're a seven. I don't think... I didn't... It didn't resonate with mm-hmm. me, the seven. Anyway, but you giving your best to your work, that's that's kind of common of a three, which is what I am. I have to, I have, to have my thumb on that pulse that my family gets my best. Because work, it's easy to be like, you're living in your gifting. You can see the work accomplished. It's easier. It's... You go when you come home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's actually the thing that my challenge, because I see that you want to have less chaos at home. I see that you want to come home to something that, and like to be able to function in a healthy place in your home with your, with, with your food, with your, but have a healthy relationship with food. Cause I mean, if update, if anyone's just jumping into this, specific episode and has never amber struggled with anorexia Mm -hmm. in her teen and young adult years had to go to counseling for that and has struggled with mental institution come on give me my props (laughs) she was blue papered people (laughs) (laughs) and she is owning it yeah (laughs) but um and then you've had a relationship with food ever since as i had i don't understand food I'm not like normal people where mm-hmm. I'm like right. You're either not eating it, and and you're like I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna lose ten pounds, so I'm not gonna eat anything for like ten days, mm-hmm. and then at the end of the days you're like screw it, and I'm gonna eat the sub, and I don't, I'm gonna eat right. the meatball sub for for ten days straight, right. and I eat my feelings, and then you go into eating your feelings, and then you come out of eating your feelings, and you go right. into eating your feelings. Right. It's like that's never going to work out. And as I think all of us in our mid forties now are like oh. Uh, our bodies don't spring back as quickly anymore. And the things that we do that hurt our bodies, the things right. that we do or don't do, like for me, it's not doing like exercise. Mm-hmm. I Okay, well, if I don't go for a good three-mile walk every kind of every other day, my back starts to go mm-hmm. to pot. Mm-hmm. If you don't keep a tab on your – I notice your skin change. I notice the way that you are instantly when you're like eating healthy. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as you don't, as soon as you're like binge eating or like eating your feelings every night, I can tell. And, and, it's, and you don't feel great. And so I think – I'm going to expound my challenge to be like, I think you're just going to expound. Well, just like set up those simple things. Keep it simple. Keep it three to five things and then stick to that and simplify it, but also stick to it. Just mm-hmm. and just putting in my it's like, I think it's awesome. I think it's great. I it, That's what I have to do to my, for myself as well all the time for myself. I, I have a body that's trying to kill me all the time and I have to mm-hmm. if I fall off the wagon and eat too much sugar. I, I, my, my skin gets inflamed. My psoriasis freaks out. My back hurts. Like it's toxic Mm. to me. So I really can't do that very often. But when I do, I have to go, I have to hit the switch to reset Mm. and go back again to doing the things I know that I need to do to take care of myself, Mm. take care of my body. And for you, you just have to go a little bit farther and be like, it's hard for me to like, I don't have an internal energy to take care of my home but you do want what happens when I do like you want that feeling of like just it's it's calming to come home to a a clean house or to it makes sense you know Mm -hmm. a place for everything and everything in its place kind of thing like 
I don't care who you are. And even a hoarder, I think if you took them out of their environment and put them in a thing where everything made sense, they would feel calm. Hmm. They would feel calmer. P.S. I'm not a hoarder, people. I know, no, no. I, sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean to make that comparison on the edge of that. I, I just was saying like. Just clarifying. The absence of chaos will bring calm to, I believe, any human. I, mm-hmm. and, and I think that some, I think one of the reasons why people that have issues at home, it can be from chaos. It can be from just the chaos of either stuff or from not having a plan and nobody knows where something goes or something like that. And it's like a little bit stressful and like the stressometer is going higher because there's not a plan or because there's not like the, and so I think just, I I mean, just your word and steadfast and all the things. Um, I love it. And I, that's my challenge. I, I think my challenge is to just like kind of agree with what you have already set out as your mm. goals. I think they're great. And I think they, that it's going to make your, this whole next chapter of your life, like that much more beautiful. I receive <laughs> no rebuttals. No. <laughs> I just thought I'm not a hoarder. <laughs> I didn't mean to say that. That is not what I meant. I, I wasn't saying that. Like, it was not even, it wasn't even about I just, you. I, I, it's my She waxed nostalgic. I was waxing nostalgic about all the things. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think that that is, that is my challenge for myself is to simplify that, simplify my life. I am, um, the food thing is a really tricky one for me because I, I don't have a normal relationship with food. I never have. So, it's on the bucket list to go back to a nutritionist because I can't, like I've tried being gluten-free and Whole30 and like, and those things, like they work for a little bit, but I can't maintain them. Nor the lifestyle. The, yeah, yeah, and I don't mm-hmm. think that is a healthy lifestyle because I don't want to be driven by food either because that mm-hmm. also becomes a trigger. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, that is on my New Year's list is that I'm meeting both with a nutritionist and a physical trainer mm-hmm. for the same thing mm-hmm. because I was a dancer for so many years. And so... I don't understand how to be in shape. Like I was in incredible shape for a really long time. We never stopped moving. But I also, right, because I danced for 40 hours a week. So mm-hmm. for me, like I don't know how to do that. Like and I don't have the financial, like if I had, if money wasn't an object, I would just do, I'd like be at a yoga studio and I'd do like a class or two classes every day. Mm-hmm. If I was like some woman that, didn't work you know like so it is it is prepare your food for you in the perfect micro and macro yeah yes micro Um, macro that i would would love that that. me too me too yeah and just tell me what to do just put it sit it in front of me and i won't argue i'll eat whatever you put in front of me and i would say thank you i would too man i'd say thank you yeah i don't care that is why i loved that shout out to plexus reset Mm -hmm. yes i don't have to think about it that Mm -hmm. it was three whole days that you don't have to think about it was a metabolic reset where we had exactly what we had to eat and drink in our little yeah. box for three and an, days. And an adorable packaging. Super cute packaging. It was pressing all my buttons. <laughs> yeah. I know. You weren't even cranky those three days. She did oh, a good no. job. I loved it. Yeah. I love stuff like that. Yeah. 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 So anyway, that I received that. I think that's all really, really good. Oh, so well, I'll give my challenge to you, but did did you just share your challenge for yourself? Yeah, you think you did. I feel like I, no, yeah, that is. Okay. Yeah. It's really to just kind of get centered. I think after, you know, you all know that two years ago was a really rough year mm-hmm. for me in, in, in a work environment. And so like, and then my grandmother, so I've had a lot of toxicity mm-hmm. and I feel like I've done a really good job of like mm-hmm. fleshing out mm-hmm. you have. all the mm-hmm. toxicity I have very, and I have 
my therapist, she said, which was really fascinating, people who are raised like me, they have a, um, just like children who are sexually abused, children who are sexually abused, other abusers can sense it. They, mm. they, they can sense that they've been groomed and it's almost like they have like a, like a radar. Si- radar, like a light on their head. And that's why you'll see that children who are sexually abused, it happens over and over mm-hmm. and over again, like first with a friend and then with an mm. uncle and then with, Interesting. you know, oh. and it's because that's they so sent awful. out, like because they've, like predators can find them. Mm. It's the same with um, personality mm. t- disorders. And so narcissists and, and borderline personality and all those different t- types of personality disorders, I've been groomed by those. Mm-hmm. And so like mm. they, if there is a narcissist in a 50 mile radius mm-hmm. in my life, they would find me. Mm. And I never realized that because I've kept feeling like, because again, you, I'm like, what is wrong with me that I, I keep getting these in people. these crazy situations? Mm-hmm. And hmm. my therapist explained that it's just, it's that abuse. Like there's, I had a honing device mm-hmm. on my head that was like, she's up for it. Take mm-hmm. her. Like she's mm-hmm. easy target. Yuck. Isn't that mm-hmm. gross? Mm-hmm. That's gross. And so when I. Like I think I have a little touch of that too. I oh You do. <laughs> Get away from me. <laughs> but when I cut it all off mm-hmm. with some of these toxic relationships, it turned my siren off. Mm. And so I'm now. So I feel like narcissists are now actually probably like, oh, she'll hunt me down. Like I can mm-hmm. smell them. I see them. Yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. come near me and I will cut you. I'll mm-hmm. go Peaky Blinders. It's just yeah. like, it's no. It's so no. <laughs> it's a no. But yeah. I, and so now I'm dealing with the after effects mm-hmm. of years of that trauma. And so for me, that's learning how to live that the things I should have been learning when I was groomed. Mm. So I've been groomed for all these mm. years on how to survive narcissistic behaviors and personality malfunctions and how to survive in those towards and now those are no longer. So now I'm learning how do you how do you respond in a non fight or flight manner? Yeah. How do you eat have a healthy relationship with food? Because right. now like my anorexia makes complete sense of yes. why I have such a wackadoo view of food. Right. Mm-hmm. Um my understanding of health, like I was either an elite athlete or I was a couch thing, potato. Couch potato. Mm-hmm. Like everything in my life has been super extreme. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thriving in chaos or being catatonic. Thriving in chaos, being catatonic. And mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. this year, why my word is steadfast and all those things is I'm learning how to do the middle. Yeah. So I'm learning how how do I eat? How much caloric mm-hmm. intake like Right. What's what healthy? is what's even a healthy weight for me? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I know mm-hmm. what it was when I was in therapy and I was blue papered, mm-hmm. <laughs> as Rachel mm-hmm. said. But like, you know, that was what it was. And so, like, what mm-hmm. what is it next? Like, right. but I'm 44 now. I know that number is not the right number. Right. Right. Anymore. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. what is healthy? What is my macro? Micro? What are those even mean? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. what is healthy exercise for me? What? You know, I think too for extremist personalities, the middle is not sexy. And so being able to live in that mundane and yes. mastering the mundane. Yes. I've thought All of that a lot. All three of us mm-hmm. like the romantic, exciting parts. Or just the go big or go home. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. Yes. so mastering that mundane in all the areas of Ugh. like, yeah. It is that, that, that I is, thought, I've heard yeah. you say that in mm-hmm. my head uh, several times, which right. is encouraging. Not, yeah. it's not like a scary voice. It's a kind, yeah, okay. encouraging voice. <laughs> but yeah, because, so and that's what's, mm-hmm. that's what has always made me like 
I don't think it's a coincidence that I was an amazing wedding planner. Not to toot my own horn. That's not what I mean. But like no, an event you went big. is, yeah, mm-hmm. an event is just sheer utter chaos. Mm-hmm. And I knew how to thrive yeah. there. Yeah. And now the healthier I get, the more and more those kinds of environments give me anxiety times a thousand and I want yeah. nothing to do with yes. it. Yes. I think Be- that's growth. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. And so, age, a little bit so of age. That is my, <laughs> yeah. So that is my challenge, good. you know, good. is to just to live in the mundane and in the middle mm-hmm. and to to understand it, to do my best without putting a value on who I am right. and, and my – like because that's my other thing is like if I fail at it, if I do eat a bag of chips, you know, like... Well, that's where the balance comes in. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, that. that's why mm-hmm. when, like, if I've had a super bad day, like, when, when my biological father died, mm-hmm. my mo- my therapist, my mother, oh, my gosh, my therapist was like... <laughs> uh, my therapist was like, I want you to go home and be sad about this. Like, you... And she was like, and eat, eat a, a bag, bag of, of donuts or yeah. something. Yeah. No, she's like, do you, need, do you need a bag of chips? And I was like, yeah. I need a bag of chips. Because <laughs> yeah. before, it would be driven from a place of failure mm-hmm. where I was like, I'd gone 100 miles an hour and I hadn't eaten sugar in 16 right. days and mm-hmm. I'd lost four pounds and blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. then my body's like, you mm-hmm. can't do this. And I was like, right. I'm a failure. Give right. me the bag of chips. Right. Where instead it was like, you know what? This is a day I deserve to be sad. Right. I'm going to have an adult beverage and curl up on my couch with my husband and watch a sad movie and eat a bag of chips mm-hmm. because my biological but father But then just, make good choices then, the next right, day. But, but right. But because it was a choice out of, right. not out of my virtue or out of my failure, but out of, it, it's a, that is a normal response to a death. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's okay. Exactly. Do it. Mm-hmm. The next day I didn't want to do it again mm-hmm. because I, mm-hmm. I had made the choice out of a, a thoughtful middle ground choice versus it was a reflection of a failure, which right. is yes. what my food has always been right. for me. There's no worth on the food. Food is food. That's, I mean, that there's is, some food that's healthy and some food that's not, I guess. But I mean like oh, no, you don't deserve a, the bag of chips. You can just – I mean you can eat them. You could eat them on a Tuesday because you're not sad. The, the, yeah. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to earn the bag of chips either. Right. Like that's that's balance. That's, they're not evil and they're not – Right. They're not the – It's only not a reward. F- it's not a punishment. It is. And so, it is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I don't know if I'm making sense with that. But. Yeah. So that's my challenge for myself. So, okay. Yeah, my really- challenge to you um, – like when Rachel was talking, mine's kind of along the line of hers, but I think I said it in a previous podcast. I feel like I have, from the time we began this, so three years ago now, three seasons ago, mm-hmm. to now, like I feel like I have seen you just like become a new amber in front of my face. And like mm-hmm. just like I'm seeing you walking it out. I'm seeing you doing the therapy, you know, and like Rachel's saying, you know, at some at some point, like do we stop the therapy? Do we close the door? And I think what she's saying and what we agreed on is like you're you're now putting boots to – you're putting boots on the ground to what you're learning. And I love that. And we see it, you know. Mm-hmm. And so you're not just being a hero. You're being a doer and you're just – it's like explosive growth, which is mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. And so my challenge to you is in like it's what you're doing already. But um, I think I said it to you in a Marco Polo one time is – I mean, you, you can keep saying it if you want to, but my challenge to you is to no longer say. I know, I knew this is going to be. You knew what I was going to say. <laughs> but what am I going to say? I am broken. Right. To, to no longer, longer say, say that. that. To no. Yeah. Because it's a cute catchphrase, and we are broken and messy, mm-hmm. but you're not. No. 
You know? I agree. And so to speak truth over your life that God is healing you and he is redeeming those broken places and he's in the process of making you whole again. Yes. And so that's that speaking That was that very life. convicting when you said that and I had to pray about it because I was like, but I am, but I am. <laughs> but I think I've changed my narrative of I am a jar of clay. Yeah. Filled with the spirit. Yeah. I'm unbroke. I'm actually unbreakable mm-hmm. is what I feel like now. I'm cracked. I'm very, very cracked. <laughs> yes. Ve- we have this treasure in broken vessels, earthen jars of clay. <laughs> yes. But but to not say, I'm broken. Well, I'm broken. I did it because I'm broken. Right. No. Because that's when – see, like when you say that in my mind, I'm like this warrior behind you and I'm like, no, Satan, you are a that – is, that is a lie that yeah. you are trying to convince her of and that is not truth. That is not truth. Yeah. He is healing her and making whole again what's – been yeah. broken, but he, that's his, that's his, that's what he's known for. That's what his, you know, he is known for bringing beauty out of the ashes of our lives and restoring the years the locusts have taken. I love those verses where that mm. is, that's his specialty. And that's what he's doing like right before our eyes in your yeah. life right now. Thanks, Ames. I receive, I receive. He loves I to receive. redeem. He loves yeah. to redeem and make all yeah. things new. Yeah, definitely. When we started, I remember one of the years, like, this is the way I am. Take it or leave it. You know, it's kind of, it was sort of like, it is what it is and, I, and I'm a hot mess and which we are but yes, like that's true but totally different posture mm-hmm. yeah. totally different posture now which is so cool it's amazing yeah and you've brought the world on the journey with you which is crazy cool and you will see someday I believe the Lord will show I, you in heaven oh, yeah. this is what this is how I've used your life mm-hmm. I that is my hope I do feel that very very deeply I feel that mm-hmm. very deeply because I know I can't you know, again, when I first became a Christian, I just couldn't, I just felt like I was the messiest, ugliest, most unworthy person. And I just didn't, un, like, and so I faked it and I tried to clean my, and I just, I know there's other people mm-hmm. out there that struggle with trauma and abuse that don't understand why it happened mm-hmm. or who are, and I just, I've... Or how it's affecting their life now. Or how, mm-hmm. right, like mm-hmm. the, the... I feel the, like that, you mm-hmm. had a long time to figure out, wait, I'm, all the reasons why I do everything the way that I do is because right. I was, mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. abused this way yeah. and traumatized and have never dealt with... Or even thought I had dealt with, but never understood the depth of what it was right. or even being able to put a name on it mm. and and yeah. like that the hugeness I know I will always say that is my grandmother's greatest gift she's ever given me was her death and Mm. her bravery and her death to shine a light and allow people from the outside who had who had no skin in the game to come along me and my sister and say psst I need you to read this book Mm. Mm. and it blew my actual mind because I had just always thought I didn't have the best childhood, but it's fine. And put, I had such a bootstrap mentality and, uh, well, God loves me, mm-hmm. so it's got to be good. And like not actually giving him the honor of seeing what like the path, mm-hmm. the path that he wants me to walk and the path that he has all of us, he wants us mm-hmm. to walk. Like, like you said a couple of weeks ago, you know, he does not promise these pretty paths. Like there's no promise in that. There's no promise. Like, mm. yay, though I walk through the shadow of the valley of death, mm. I fear no evil for that. <laughs> that sounds pleasant. <laughs> yeah. So like, I think, 
I, <laughs> prosperity. Yeah. And so like I, that, that is my, that has always been my prayer is that I know, and you know, I've talked about this one pastor from Scotland. His name is Ms. McConnell. And I found him and he was the first Christian I had ever heard talk about abuse. Mm. And he, and so I read his book and Rachel read it too. And she was like, Meh, it wasn't gritty enough for me. And I, and I reread it actually. Where was the pain and suffering? Right. Cause he, it was very heady. <laughs> Basically was he very... was just like, I was, I was in pain and I was suffering. And here are all the ways that God has taught Wait, me was... to deal with it. I'm like, that is so boring. I <laughs> well, it really was very don't. heady. It was very, very heady. <laughs> I want to know how. I wanna... <laughs> yeah. That's how I'm broken. Well, no, <laughs> I think it's, but I think it's because people, there was, it was very, and so Peter and I have been talking about it, like it was very heady. So for me, and I'm not a heady person. Have you? Has anybody noticed that about me? <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's interesting because I do think that that's <laughs> what's needed is that there's not anyone who's willing to take their walls down first and say, yeah. But that's why I challenged you to be gritty and take your walls down because I was like, yeah. I think both is yeah. vital. So I know the, the and lessons me and my learned are we were awesome. talking about it this weekend, and I was like telling her I was like I'm I'm writing a book are you okay because I feel like I need to ask Mm -hmm. her permission Mm because I'm talking about Mm -hmm. how our I was like I'm gonna say what mom did to us like I'm going to talk about how she would choke us out on the bed like are you okay with that like how I used to hide you in the closet like are you ready for that because I'm not quite ready for that I just said it out loud but like Mm. how like if we didn't do a certain thing she'd beat us with a shoe like are you ready for that because I'm ready for that kind of Mm -hmm. and she was like oh I'm ready for that (laughs) bring it (laughs) and so she you know I've kind of said I'm I'm writing this book and she's like I you know she, and she's not a believer so she's like I don't know about the God stuff but yeah. go like yeah. you know so I'm ready to get gritty I think it's I so think awesome it's- that God's taking like you've always been loud and out there and all the things but God is taking your voice in a different place in a different direction and having you like <laughs> Lord willing, I mean it's. I, no, I, but even if it's just God loves a humble beginning, mm-hmm. so Do not disdain the day of small beginnings. And I, I love it too. Like I, I think it's. I think the beginnings of things are just as exciting as like when you finally wrap it up. Because mm-hmm. the beginning, it's like, what is God doing with this? Like mm-hmm. it's yeah. so cool. I love anticipation and mm-hmm. surprises, and so like. Well, you've lived it with me. Are you kidding? You're in the book. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's fun. You'll probably finish yours before I finish my five. Well, I mean, we were talking about this weekend that Rachel is literally the only person who ever heard my mom being violent mm. in my whole life besides my one of my stepfathers. And my sister and I were talking about that, like how profound that was that nobody knew nobody what was going knew. on except one mm. stepdad, had several, and, <laughs> and Rachel because she was up in my room and my mom didn't know it. Uh, mm-hmm. And she lost it on me for eating a tomato. Mm. And I remember that so, like, overwhelmingly, Rachel's face. Because I had never had anyone, like, because that was just a normal. That was your norm, right. Like, and I'm in my head going, dang it, dang it, I shouldn't eat the tomato. Lord, forgive me for eating that. Like, I'm I'm (laughs) repenting going up the stairs. Right. And I open my bedroom door. She's like, what? you're allowed to eat tomatoes and mm-hmm. I'm like repenting on my way up and yeah. she's like whatever that we're going to my house right now mm-hmm. and you're eating tomatoes like it was like this like response that I had never seen before yeah. so 
Hmm. The Lord will use it. Yes. Yeah, that's very cool. All right. <laughs> Lord, help me. You're to saving see. all of my challenge for the end. I can feel I this really totally, building. I'm, do we, I'm waffling on a couple for you. I am too. <laughs> I, that's why you have to we'll come just lay them all on just, her. Just, no. just hit me with all the things. <laughs> no. Okay. Amy. Mm. Give me grace. Give me humility. Help me to receive. <laughs> okay. I'm ready. <sighs> You've had a very busy couple of years, each one of them being hard in its own way. I am challenging you this year to allow yourself to slow down a little bit more. I know that all I can hope for is a little because beasting out all the things is just who you are. But to sink deep into your new beautiful home, to make new paths in the woods that are the paths for your family added to the already wonderful maze, to leave your sweet mark on your little piece of the world that God has given you in this season, to be still sometimes even when there are a lot of things that could be done. Mm. That wasn't bad. I like that one. I receive. I I, the, I think that I think I like the that. biggest thing is your house now is like hidden a little bit more. It's in the woods. Um, it's terrifying wind, driving in the winter. It's got so much like potential, but but just for you, like it's it's okay to just have it be just for your family mm. and us. Obviously, <laughs> <laughs> me out of yeah. the woods, but. I don't know. I, that was, for whatever reason, that's what came when I thought of a challenge for you. I was like, I can't really mm-hmm. challenge Amy Booker to do anything that she won't do. Like, you've, I, I would, feel like I you've do already it. done so many things that most people won't have ever done. But, like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I would receive. I receive. Yeah. Oh, that's good. And I think, and now that your word is overflow, I, I think to just like to purposely make, like you said, even if it's saying no to me for the sake of your family who, you, well, you know, both of us, all three of us have just a few fleeting years left with some of our kids where they're going to be in our nest. And like yeah. this year, one of the reasons why I slowed down on purpose was to be able to give more time to them. And that's okay. And I have said no to so many things mm. and so many people, so so many jobs. I was like, I've, I have had offers to do photography and painting and to be the head of committees and the this and that. And it's mm-hmm. like, I have said no to everything so that I can say yes to being a soccer mom. Mm-hmm. So I can say yes to being just watching Henry have basketball practice mm-hmm. I was like I, I I love just being around my kids and the only way that I'm gonna have time to do that is if I say no to other things that would otherwise fill up those hours mm-hmm. every day mm-hmm. has only what 15 hours where we're awake mm-hmm. and for those of us who our kids are in school a lot of them they're well, I don't see my kids so I, if I want to protect those few little hours I have to protect them mm-hmm. so true and and I love, I, I was like, I just, I don't want to have, I don't want to have any regrets, which for me are very different than other people's. But like, I, I do want to be that mom. I don't know how this got onto me. This, okay. is, this is how you can pour into me. <laughs> you stole my spotlight. <laughs> but I don't know. I guess just to give you yourself permission to slow down and that that is just as beautiful as doing all the things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good, right? Mm-hmm. It's not maybe glorious, but it's sweet. I my I miss like when you used to have a blog. Mm-hmm. I loved reading your blog posts and and just the picture that you chose. And I used to do the same thing, and I kind of mm-hmm. miss when I did it. Mm-hmm. I was like, it made me reflect on the day mm-hmm. 
in all of its simplicity. Yep, it's so true. Mm -hmm. It made me stop and like, I would take pictures. At the time, one of my favorite books was these two best friends that lived on the opposite side of, one lived in California and one lived in Maine. And they were as far away from each other as they could be. And so what they did to stay connected is that they each took a snapshot from the day Mm. at the same time. It did had and it was very very simple and so and it was always things like a stain on the counter where there was a mug, <laughs> a, a a dish towel on the floor next to a little bit of flour after, like they had my kind of brains. Yeah, mm-hmm. they saw the things that were like these little beautiful snippets of a very ordinary day. Yeah, yeah, and. We both in that season had the time Mm -hmm. to appreciate those things different. Like your day would be like, I made bread today Mm -hmm. and all my kids had a big fat buttery piece of bread Mm -hmm. and that's it. That was the day. It's like those were the days that I miss. Like when Hannah. Yes. It's that balance of like when Hannah was talking a few weeks ago, part of me grieves those little years. Me too. Do you know what I mean? But Mm -hmm. I, I so remember them being in the thick of it and the heavy of it, but like. Heavy, the but sweet, so sweet. simple days that revolved around nap time. Mm-hmm. And I made a loaf of bread. Literally, I made a loaf of bread every day. You did. And that's what we ate. Like, the kids all had, like, three pieces each, and it's gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, homeschooling them in the little years were done school and two hours max. Mm-hmm. And so we worked in the garden, and we went for walks. And we played in our little stream and caught bugs. That was my day. Yeah. And I blogged during nap time. Yep. You know, and, and so, so those those were my favorite years. Yes. And so that overflow mm-hmm. piece is like this season's not as fun mm-hmm. for me. It's harder <clears throat> for me. And so I but I want to savor it and mm-hmm. I want to just embrace it and love it mm-hmm. in, in its different wildness. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it so, is wild in a different mm-hmm. way, but I consider it a luxury to be able to slow down enough to always be at my kids games or Mm -hmm. to like be home making them cookies or whatever like to do the slow things to be in the little things still Mm -hmm. that are that are still there Mm -hmm. I know that in a way you and I are very similar in the way that like we love those little moments that you can't get back Mm -hmm. that you that you like see and you're like I wish I could hit pause right here for a couple hours and just stay in this blissiness Mm -hmm. before the spell is broken by (laughs) any number of things (laughs) all of the things Mm -hmm. it's broken Mm -hmm. and we move past that moment yeah (laughs) and i think i was like to 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 chase that a little bit hard to chase that a little bit harder versus the 50 other things that are vying for your time so mine is similar-ish so I'm not going to look at you because I'll cry because I'm all what? emotional. Oh. Um, <laughs> look at hard. me. No. Because <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think for me, you're about to go into losing oh, a baby. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. And I have like not lost forever, guys. Like breathe. I'm going to breathe through it. <laughs> but like there's this, there's this, there's this weird change in mothering when they're not in your home. Mm. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard. I'm not to- ready. For <laughs> I can't. You're gonna have. We're gonna have to blue paper you. Yes. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> take me on vacation. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I see you at how you mother, and my heart is excited and a little worried for you mm. as that change happens because you guys are your family is so tight, and I know that he's not. I don't think Caden's going to be a super flyer. Like, no. I think he'll always be close. Mm-hmm. But it is a change as a mother. 
that and more so for a boy it's but wisdom. it's right and it's good it's right mm-hmm. and it's good and yeah, i and i think true. like you know i remember saying i don't remember which kid i was talking to like there will be a moment where and this is why like like <laughs> so about it. Okay. Like there will be a moment where your son doesn't look at you first, mm-hmm. and it's good and it's right, mm-hmm. and it's different with my girls. Like my girls, I know, like it's just different. Right. But like, I my heart breaks for you because I'm already scared about it, and I'm seeing it happen, and I know. So it's like that interlocking of what Rachel mm-hmm. said of like hold on, but also let go, mm-hmm. and that. And like seeing that as a mother, letting go of your children and allowing them to to fly is so hard and yet so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And so I guess that would be my because this is I think this is going to be a big year for you in that mm-hmm. for both of your boys because <laughs> you have one that's is launch dish and then mm-hmm. one that's like he is dying to launch, dying to launch. Has been dying since he was eight to launch. Yeah, yeah. Launch. <laughs> and so it is that balance mm-hmm. of like. And that is my challenge of like just sitting with the Lord and knowing when to hold on and when to let go and that the Lord will give you wisdom in that. Mm -hmm. So hard. (laughs) But it's good. It is true. I feel like I, I, there will be more grieving, but when Caden, I mean, in my heart, I think he's going to marry Kayla. So Kayla, if you listen, like I'm in love with this girl, but he is made, he is made like my brothers and that he is a one and done. And so he is so faithful. You know what I mean? And so who knows, like the Lord, that's, that's the piece that I hold loosely. Cause I'm like, who, I think she's the one I, I see their life and you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But if she's not, then Lord, give them comfort them both, give them both peace. Like we trust right. you, you know, in all of it. But I read through a, I pray through a Bible, a Bible for a family member every year. And so this year it's been for Caden's wife, his future wife. And mm-hmm. so I have to, in my brain, not think that it's Kayla because it might not be Kayla, but I think it's Kayla. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But that's been like, so my prayer this time has been so different than prayers like for my kids because this is like, this is my daughter-in-law, whoever she may be. And so mm-hmm. she she holds my son's heart, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's, these are prayers like, Lord, make them, please pray. I pray they're united. May they, may their marriage be strong. May the leaving and cleaving, may they both do it well and yes. follow each other and honor each other. And may we only be a blessing and lift them up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so all of those things. So all that to say, when he first got serious with her, I grieved hard. <laughs> and yeah. so Kevin's like, uh, he's still under our roof. Amen. I was like, but I know, but I see, mm-hmm. I see, you know, and I mm-hmm. do know that, you know, sons are different and it's, it's right. So they leave and they go to their, to their wife. And, um, um, from the time my boys were little, I've always let them have coffee with me in the morning because my dad always, his mom just lived down the road, but every single morning of life, which actually was a bone of contention with him and my mom in their early years, but he would go and have coffee with his mom in the mornings, just a cup of coffee after his bus route. And then he, you know what I mean? And so I said to the boys, I was like, I want you to love coffee because I want you to always come home and have a cup of coffee with your mom. Yeah. <laughs> so, but no, I do receive that. And oddly enough, it's, um, it's my middle boy that mm-hmm. is more. He's the one that presses on my heart more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he will. He wants. He's been wanting to fly forever, and mm-hmm. so and him wanting to fly already changes the dynamic of our whole family. You know, we're a cozy family day. All my kids are happy with home with a cozy family day, and he has such FOMO. You know what I mean? Of all the things, mm-hmm. so 
you know, even if we're having a cozy family day, if a friend invites him to do something, it's over. You know what I mean? And so, and that's good and right too, but that's that balance of. Yes. It's about, yeah. It's that's the balance. My, that's my, that's my prayer. You are such a good mom and you have worn that really well. And it is an, it is a end of part of that title. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. And that is the part that my heart breaks for you because like you have done it you have been you've done it so well like you 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 did blog and you did well, like interview the boys and see <laughs> but no like you've taken it seriously like what Rachel said like you everything you do you do 100%, your, 100% yeah. and you've done that momming and so so that's my challenge yeah it's a good one it's a good one so did you say the challenge to yourself? I feel like you've been saying it this whole time. I mean, time. kind of. I feel like my yeah. word is my challenge to myself. I mean, yeah. I'm always going to be like, you know, yeah. in the new year, like we're going to do this. We're going to run 100 miles a week and we're going to, you know what I mean? Gosh. But like I want like stuff that's not like trivial. Like mm-hmm. so that is, yeah, heart stuff. And mostly on my heart, it's marriage and mothering. As they get older, it feels more weighty. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, for sure. All right, onward. Oof. Okay. My turn. Your turn, Rachie Beach. Now I'm you nervous. go first. No, you go first. No, you go first. I didn't write anything down for Rachie. Neither did I. Have to like just. Okay, I have a couple. There's a couple Ooh. things. I wrote Amber. Amber's okay. came to me so clearly and so instantaneously. Yours is my challenge to you. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I guess the two challenge. I, there's a couple for you, Rachie, and I, they're not. Okay. I can't really put them perfectly to words, but one of them is. It's. I find it kind of comical. Um, that your first reaction to something mm-hmm. is. Like you check your spirit and that it's because yeah. I feel like you you're so tender. I got to write some of this down. <laughs> <laughs> you're so tender and you you are the best receiver of any constructive criticism of anyone I've ever met in my life. I know. It's crazy. It is crazy. <laughs> and you're also your first impression or your first instinct is it always shocks me as to how strong it is. And But then you'll come around and be like, mm. for an example, here's my example. Okay. Oh, <laughs> could be anything. <laughs> I can't remember his name. The dude, the Hoffman dude. Oh, Matt Hoffman. Okay. Yeah. So he came to our school and he was going to do a peer coaching thing. Oh, gosh. And so I was saying to Rach, I think we should hop on the Zoom and hear what it's all about. Like, it's something about our kids being, like, having counselors or, or people speaking in their lives. Remember, Amber, you're like, yeah. oh, that's so cool. And Amber's like, I think it's weird. I think he's weird. I feel like this is weird. I'm not even going to do it. And and so I was like, I feel like we should, like, just listen in and, like, just hear what it's all about. And then afterwards, she's like, that was so sweet. I want him to be a guest on our podcast. <laughs> he's so awesome. And I'm like, okay, woo. Let's yeah. get the two. <laughs> or I've heard, like, difference yeah. like someone you're like I don't like them and then a month later it's like I had the sweetest conversation with so and so I know yeah so I'm like, whoa okay thank you I received that <laughs> I 100% agree my piano teacher this last week it wasn't about being extreme like rude and then kind which is I receive that when it, especially with strangers and especially with things where I like feel super it's just the same way I treated you with plexus mm-hmm. you started and I was like I hate you for this yeah and then I ended up taking it and I was like I love this <laughs> <laughs> and so I our really, entire friendship that's really good that's really good you are not dating Peter Small <laughs> I'm in your wedding like yeah <laughs> I know. I it's kind of like whiplashy. Mm-hmm. It's very whiplashy. I, I, I worry that maybe it's like, am I bipolar? A little bit, a touch of bipolar? I don't think so. Touch you of say double you're, personality? You're so passionate. You're yeah. passionate. And so it's, and I, I think it's that pa- word. Passionate? Really? I know why. Oh. 
<laughs> just because, I don't know. Oh. It's a family treat. Oh. Oh. Okay. I think of it like. I know. Spicy. Spicy. You're spicy. I think it's, well, it's, I miss Piggy. She is my spirit animal. And she's not even real, which is concerning. <laughs> she's a Muppet. <laughs> and uh, so there's flags all over that field. Uh, starting with I can't even find a real spirit animal. It's a <laughs> stuffed, stuffed animal. But but she's just so me. Uh, she's so sweet and like helpless. And she's like, Kermy. But then if he makes her mad, she's just like, I'm going to rat. And she'll like <laughs> literally swat him out of the room. And that's a very hot and cold. Very hot. Mm, very, hot and cold very something. But my piano teacher this last week, and he's been working on this for a year and a half, and he's just like, you are so instantly negative about yourself. Like, Mm. he's like, you're so hard on yourself. He's like, I want you to stop. And he said, check yourself. He's like, I want you to stop and think before you blurt out anything. And I'm also a blurter. And so Mm -hmm. I think that's partly Mm -hmm. the thing. And and, and going and assuming that everyone's as familiar with me Mm -hmm. as you are. Yeah. (laughs) That which is a problem because uh-huh. like I have fen- I have offended so many people over the course of my life because I just assume that they know who I am uh, and I don't know why. I don't, <laughs> I don't have like a famous complexion or anything. I'm just mm-hmm. like – I just – a familiarity that is not socially acceptable. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. If I- <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And I'm still learning as a 44-year-old woman that, like, you don't blurt. You don't just say everything that's on your brain. Mm. Um, you don't necessarily speak your feelings about something that might. <laughs> what? No, this oh. is my challenge to you. <laughs> okay, so, this is good. Yeah, let's pick just... a new one. Oh, jeez. Okay. You let me go first. So okay. Or you can it. say it in your own words, which I'm sure will be different, but. Well, no, you, you can keep going. I just thought it was funny. That's why I literally had a... Oh, I, a, I lost my chain of thought. Oh. That's what so also for me, to me. I can be very passionate one minute and then forget. <laughs> mm-hmm. So for me, I would say that the Lord has blessed you with a lot of perspective and wisdom. Um, but sometimes I think that you believe the first thing you think of is the ultimate truth. Mm-hmm. And so when you hear something or if you see a situation you instantly know have a strong opinion instantly have a strong opinion about and and it's right (laughs) and so it it, it's a little i have known you for so long that Mm -hmm. in our relationship is finally i don't think i could always do this but now i can look at you and like when i had a when i had a visceral response to something when we were at a basketball game you were like amber stop you're overreacting and i literally was able to turn to you and say if that was sam yeah. You were and you were like, I would cut them. And I was like, <laughs> okay. So you're allowed to have that response. I'm allowed to have that response. And you were like, I receive. Yes, you are the best receiver. You are the best receiver. It's really true. But it is when so it just goes along with the short attention span, really. I'm like, but give me is, grace, give me humility, help me. You're like, I receive. Yeah. It's true. So like, so for me, so being vulnerable in your presence sometimes is scary. Sure. Is yeah. what I – so when – now it's becoming less scary because you do receive. But as as mm-hmm. we've grown in our friendship, mm-hmm. for me to say at a basketball game, like I'm sh- – like I was physically shaking. Yes, you were. You were. I, and I was like I – and I just needed to – I just needed to be physically shaking and have you be like, 
if you got the shovel, I've got the lime. Let's go. Yeah, you know? Yes. And instead mm-hmm. you were like, you are overreacting. Mm-hmm. It was like, are you are you kidding me? Like, and yeah. I, but I was able to say if that, and when I reflected mm-hmm. it, like, if that was Sam, right? Mm-hmm. You were like, oh my gosh, if that was Sam, I would be arrested right now. <laughs> yeah, That's right. So funny. And so on the court, you, you, you would be like, <laughs> I would be there already. And I was like, okay, then please praise me for my self control. Like, yes. so like being able, man, to- I wish I was there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I do too. Yeah, you <laughs> missed a doozy. <laughs> but like, so for me, like that's that's my feedback of mm-hmm. allowing mm-hmm. people the space to be vulnerable with you and not having a reaction to should or not should them, but to receive them and like what, and then check that in your spirit and mm-hmm. then love them and 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 empathize with them and then give your wisdom because your wisdom was good when mm-hmm. after you said i would i would cut them mm-hmm. and <laughs> like and and then gave me the empathy i needed you were like okay perspective yeah then mm-hmm. you were able to speak into me and what you spoke to me was okay remember and you said remember mm-hmm. the age remember this remember mm-hmm. that remember mm-hmm. and you were able to calm me down mm-hmm. but i felt like i had to yeah. Fight for my validation first before sure. I was allowed to calm down. Yeah. So allowing people the space to be vulnerable with mm-hmm. you. You're 2%. Other people back off her. She's, she's ours. But like, mm-hmm. like, but allowing your son and yeah. your family and your, your people to be vulnerable with you and validate their – and then mm. – and then – even if I don't understand or Even agree. Even if you don't understand mm, right. or agree. Yeah. Allow good. them to have it. Have empathy. Putting yourself in where they are. Imagining it's, you know, you, your baby. Just always baby. put Sam in there. Just always yeah, put Sam in yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. If it was your situation. baby or if it was Kurt <laughs> or if it was like put yourself in that situation mm-hmm. and then sit with them for a second and then always give your feedback because you have beautiful feedback. And you uh-huh. can cut, you can always talk me <laughs> off any cliff. Mm-hmm. But I, I, that's my challenge to you of allowing people to, to be vulnerable in your space. That's mm. good. Okay. That is good. Check yourself from both of you guys. Okay. <laughs> good. No, I just think I you, I think that you nailed it. Like yeah. it was good to be able yeah. to, to hear yours first. That's good. I know. I do feel like, I think that might've been one of the reasons why God told me to step back from some leadership stuff that I was in because mm-hmm. like I got to a place where I could not handle the opposition I was facing without just abandoning all social norms. reasons social <laughs> acceptable <laughs> I was I was getting social to a norms. place where I was like the sleeves are going up mm-hmm. I'm getting yes. my boxing gloves mm-hmm. and this is going down mm-hmm. and instead of doing that mm-hmm. I was like I need to tap out yeah mm-hmm. I need to tap out but, of course, you guys always get the feisty Miss Piggy version. Mm-hmm. Right. And so does Kurt. And, you know, your mm-hmm. safest people get the... the and raw. I love the feistiness. Like, I never... It always shocks me a little bit. And then I usually am like... Cause it's ballsy to me. Because I wouldn't... I, I, I can't even do that, like, with Kevin Hart. Like, that's like... Hmm. Remember that time we Marcoed and you, like, F-bombed me? bunch of times and I was like oh, yeah, I was very hurt. I was like is this something is this like how you talk to your sisters because I didn't have sisters and so like I've I am not used to this back and forth communication so I don't even I don't even know how to respond to this that was except I was exceptionally shaky with that and exceptionally misbehaving I, I would exceptionally misbehaving that I I should have no but like I think one of the ways that that I fail dramatically is that I 
And Amber and I struggled through this for some of the same reasons a couple of years ago. It's like we have a hard time not reacting in that moment where you're the most mad because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you want to zing someone or you want to get this feeling out of you that's like yeah. – It's a uh, trauma response, Rach. Right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and you feel like you need to vindicate mm-hmm. or you feel mm-hmm. like you need to speak your truth from the guttural place and be real. Mm-hmm. Whereas what's really happening is that you're being mean – you're 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 reacting in anger versus right. like giving it some space. I mean, even the most basic secular counselors will say never make a decision or in talk anger. to yeah. someone mm-hmm. in that moment where you're feeling the most angry or cuz like that's yeah. when you do violence or that's when you <laughs> say things that can't be unsaid yeah. where it's like you poor thing, you were just having a normal day and all of a sudden I was like, shut up, shut the bleepity bleep 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 and bleep. I was like, and if you bleepity bleep 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 and and she was like whoa what happened and it was a total misunderstanding it did really hurt me there was something that transpired it was no fault of her own and it was no fault of the other person it was like just a complete misunderstanding Mm -hmm. i didn't see it that way (laughs) (laughs) obviously (laughs) at the time and but I reacted you I I let myself do that in the moment where I was the most mad and it was and you were the safe place to be mad and you are a safe place and I knew I I knew you wouldn't stop loving me so like yeah it's I and I can honestly own and be like that was just purely sinful of me to just not really step back and be like let me think of Amy in this she would never do that to me let me think of this other person she would never do this to me let me think of myself you're clueless and you don't do the things you're supposed to do well I want to speak so let's put all those sweet things together and then think about it for a day be sad but but yes uh, me and my sisters that you did get a taste of what it's like to have a sister because you do you're in you're more in the moment yeah you're more Mm -hmm. in that anger it's like it's like a fight between when you see your kids fighting you're like whoa 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 whoa." i had brothers like literally would like duke it out and be done yeah but they never hit me because i was the only girl and they were hardly ever mad at me so i was like holy cow is this like a sister thing like what's happening here well and i want to speak into it because it is a it is a trauma response and it's it's that fight or flight, right? And so what I've learned is that um, you have boundaries, just like we all have boundaries, but sometimes we don't communicate our boundaries. Right. So then people cross our boundaries and you are like me and we are either super passive or Peaky Blinders. And if you don't know Peaky Blinders, pe- yeah. so Peaky Blinders is this mob in like – England. It was a real mob, actually. It's based on a true thing, mm. and there was like in the 1940s, like during pot, like during the Depression, and they were a mob of men, and they used to put razor blades in their in their caps in their caps, and so when they would go fighting, they would whip their cap off and slice people. Oh. So it's called going Peaky Blinders, which means you don't just. Like, you don't just swat them with the cap. You, you go in with you, like you go razor in with the blades. razor blades right. and you slice people and verbally. You're trying to hurt people. And you're trying right. The goal of putting razor blades in your cap is to physically to hurt people. Mm-hmm. So yeah. my therapist said that that's what happens is that you you're not you don't know that you're allowed to communicate your boundaries because you're still learning that. Like mm-hmm. that wasn't something that was right. necessarily something you were allowed to do a lot. So people are crossing your boundaries and you, but and you don't know how to respond and so you either go catatonic 
mm-hmm. or you go Peaky Blinders and that's your Miss Piggy. Like, mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. learning that that's actually your your trauma response, it will in acknowledging that and being like, okay, when you're in a Peaky Blinders, that's what I call it. I'm like, I'm going Peaky Blinders right, right now. <laughs> right, and I say I'm going Miss Piggy. Miss Piggy. When I'm you're going like, Miss Piggy, what? you can say, okay, this is a trauma response. <laughs> N- telling yourself you're not allowed to respond when that happens, right. like training yourself. And then the next step is what boundaries were being crossed Mm. that you didn't verbalize because that's what that's this was a total misunderstanding yeah so but there was obviously a very good example of Mm -hmm. of other things that have Mm -hmm. happened but that's but obviously in that misunderstanding boundaries were crossed that she didn't verbalize so it doesn't matter that even know that i had them right exactly and so then now because it's fine you can't that's the next piece of growth is like, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. so now I know that for me to not respond like that, I need to know, let my people know if something's, you know, like mm-hmm. this is a boundary that I, like, can you communicate with me this or this for me to understand? And then you as her friend would be like, sure. Mm-hmm. It, even if it was a total misunderstanding, mm-hmm. obviously was still some sort of boundary that you felt in your heart was crossed. Mm-hmm. You need to acknowledge what that was and mm-hmm. why was it not communicated well? Because people can't, people can't, as Peter always says. Oh, I says, had to have hard conversations with everybody involved. And like it was, I mean, I followed up with the other friend and I was, you know, where she was like, where did that come from? Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I it, the, again, the total mis- misunderstanding in that in that particular event but there's been so many other ones where it's like I still had the same hot-blooded reaction to something that really should have just like yeah that that hurt or that made me angry but I I need to just like pray about it and sit and think like why did this happen how and what's the what's the more grown-up responsible response well in what like Peter so it's really cute when he says this or sexy you (laughs) you we are responsible to teach people how to love us so you can't if if you're Mm. if you're having that much of a visceral response you are not feeling loved that is what the that so you are obviously not sharing with people how they need to behave to love you better and Mm. nobody can know that like no one knows how to love you unless you tell them how to love you. So if people say something and it hurts you, like me saying to you, you need to let me sit in my vulnerability mm-hmm. and not and just let me sit in it and be on my team for a second and not tell me I'm overreacting. Mm-hmm. That's how you can love me. Mm-hmm. Well, how are you supposed to know that about me mm-hmm. if I don't tell you? Right. That's good. And so we as even if it's even if it's like after the fact, like even, the fact exactly. that you were brave enough to just say it in that moment, mm-hmm. but you said it well, you didn't like fly off the handle and be like, you know. I'm in, I have a standing appointment with a trauma therapist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm using my skills. I'm using my skills. <laughs> I'm using my skills. I am being steadfast. <laughs> I think too, like, like, so to, to, um, bring some positive to this. I always picture like my my little brother is I don't know if you guys have done the Myers Briggs personality assessment at all. A long yes. time. A long time. Ago. With to, his dad her dad. Okay. He has to do it for Border Patrol. And so he is a classic leader. He's an ESTJ. And so like he's one of the four corners of the spectrum of all the personalities. Kevin and I used to be trained in this to to we did it with like pastoral organizations and businesses or whatever. But so he is like it, it, he's such a 
militant personality is not not totally what I'm looking for, but like he they're doing this training, and so there's a lot of like building block exercises that he thinks is just the most foolish thing in the world. He's like, why are we playing with Tinker Toys? Like, we have a job to do. You know what I mean? But yeah. it's so classic, his personality, like, on the on the grid. And so I was explaining it to him, like, like of all the personalities with the Myers-Briggs, like, they'll give examples of, like, this is the ideal job for you. Like, if, if you could mm-hmm. have the perfect job in the world, the, the ideal job for my little brother with his personality is, like, a, a, a military commander in a war zone. where he is fearless he's brave he gives a command his people obey there is no discussion there is no he will fight first because people people will die if they don't obey his command and he there has to be someone strong enough to make the hard call Mm -hmm. and so i said that is your ideal job but you have to go home and love your tender-hearted wife and your four little babies you have to take that so in border patrol it's perfect right Mm -hmm. but so it was just so it was so it was so eye-opening to him you know what i mean and so i was saying like Mm -hmm. so god has given you this crazy gift and you have this insane personality and so you can use it well in border patrol you have to temper it so drastically at home or you're going to break your people Mm -hmm. you know what i mean but then i think like if ever we have a wartime i want aaron as my Mm -hmm. commander like totally do Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and so i think you rachel like you you have a bit of that fire in you that I don't have and so Nor like the Lord, the Lord gives us he gives us all of these and so we can use it for good we can use it for evil but like in my brain it's, it's cool to me to see like I wonder where he's going to have her use that fire like crazy fire for like crazy good Do you he, already, he's using it already because of our culture yeah Um, I could not care less about all the weird stuff that's going on and all the people that are coming out of the woodwork doomsday and this that the other thing I was like I I just my my feist the feistiness inside of me I could go literally balls to the walls on all of that mm-hmm. I do have feelings about it <laughs> but the instead f- you'll post about how to make a Christmas wreath hundred <laughs> percent all the praise days. the Lord <laughs> but if there was ever some sort of zombie apocalypse mm-hmm. you can better believe mm-hmm. that I will fight to the death <laughs> for my faith yes for my mm-hmm. family for my friends i will be all the feistiness if you come to my doorstep with all of the baloney <laughs> you better turn around and you run peaky mm-hmm. blinders peaky blinders i can handle all that on the outskirts but if you bring that to my house if you bring that to my doorstep mm-hmm. then i will tell you what it's like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and you're a he, fierce protector. It he is, uses that mm-hmm. just to keep me sane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He uses that feistiness to keep me strong in my yeah. heart. When and as I your friend, everything. it's great. Like, yeah. like I was, I listened. I have to be honest that the podcast about my biological father was the only one I've ever been scared about going out. Mm-hmm. And I was, I, I think I told both of you. I was like, I was really anxious. I know I told you, mm-hmm. Rach. And I listened to it coming home from New Hampshire, and I was like sweating, and I was so nervous, and. Your feistiness in the end is why I am safe. Like, because I, you know, like, Mm -hmm. so it is good. Yes. It is Mm -hmm. so good. And it is why I know, like, I can, I can be vulnerable. Like, Mm -hmm. when we, you know, at camp, I was having some struggle things. And I was like, you're going to walk with me and I'm going to rage and you're going to rage and we're going to rage on a walk. And then we're going to come back and have smiles on our faces Mm -hmm. and be... Because I know that if the rubber hit the road and something happened that 
I would be fine. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. All the daggers, yeah. I wouldn't have to throw one because it would be thrown by you and Kurt. Like I knew yes. like, you <laughs> right. know what I mean? Like yeah. I knew yeah. I was safe in that space. Mm-hmm. So because I was safe in that space, I could I could do a lot of hard things that were oh, I was really mm-hmm. anxious about and nervous about because I knew when the rubber hit the road, you, you know, and so it's learning that temperance and that's, temperance that's is hard. That's a good hard. word. Maybe I should temperance. switch from surrender to temperance. (laughs) But it really is. And honestly, it goes right along with all the things that God's been convicting in me this whole last year and into this next year where it's like, he's like, I... Well, that fits into surrender. Yeah. I need you to... Temperance is surrender. Yeah. Because it's not... (laughs) Because temperance means to... To, to subdue, subdue what you really want to do. Right. So Tem- you're, sur- down. you're surrendering yeah. your instinct to the Lord. I could have been a boxer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and let's be mm-hmm. honest. Actually, when you or, speak like that, you know who you remind me of? No. Mustang Sally. Oh, I know. Yeah, like, because she's the same way. Like, I if mean, there's she and a- I are bonded for, with an un... You don't need to talk about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I get her. You mm-hmm. get her deeply. I it do. is hysterical because I've often said if there was a zombie apocalypse, we need Emma and Kurt and we will be fine. Because <laughs> I, 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 I was like, Emma, I'll lead, follow you anywhere during a zombie apocalypse. Oh, there's and she just, has a plan. There's an army of all of our people just in the wings. And I, I, it's, it's amazing to me when I really think of all of my people. Yeah. You would not want to mess with us. I know. I know. <laughs> you do Emma not has want a whole. She one night, <laughs> one night Emma told me her whole zombie apocalypse theme, and you guys are definitely in it. And then, and then, but then at the end, true Emma fashion, she was like, and then I would hijack a yacht or small boat, and then I would make sure you were all safe, and then I would sail off in the sunset because I don't want to be around any of you. <laughs> Emma said that? Because yeah, she wants to be alone. Like she doesn't uh, like the yeah. thought of being in a commune is not something. Okay. She, so she would save us all, make sure we were all safe. Yeah. And then she's dipping. She's dipping. Yeah. <laughs> I think that like God, uh, uh, this has always definitely been a theme in my life and it continues to be where it's like our our gift mix mm-hmm. and our deepest sin mix are like in this big pot of stew. Yes. That while we're here on earth, are very hard to separate. Mm-hmm. Our greatest gifts are often our greatest weaknesses yes. as well. Mm-hmm. And I would Hallelujah. say that that is exceptionally true for mm-hmm. me because mm-hmm. I was like, the reason why I'm able to accomplish a lot is because I have very high expectations, which mm-hmm. get me into trouble with all my people that love me and mm-hmm. get in me in trouble with myself. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm a big dreamer. It's it's another reason why I'm super creative, hyper creative and hyper visual, which mm-hmm. is a blessing and a and curse. And a curse, yep. It's, it's so a blessing true. and right. a sin. It's a blessing <laughs> and an idol. It's like, mm-hmm. it, yes, it's I, so good. I need to be inspired, but then too much inspiration turns into idolatry. Mm-hmm. Yep. And discontentment. Oh. Mm-hmm. And discontent. So mm-hmm. it's, I mean, at the end of the day, grace. <laughs> yes. yes. And Thank you have the gift word. of receiving the feedback. Which well. is huge. That's humility. You, you're so humble. And you often say, am I bipolar or am I a narcissist? And the reason you are not is because of how you take the feedback. Like, if you weren't able to take that feedback. She was like, no, I don't. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. You are. You're crazy. (laughs) What are you talking about? You are. are. You're not vulnerable. Like, then I'd be like. the last thing I want to be. Well, yes. No. Yes. I want to be a narcissist. You're like, I am all those things. And that's me being nice. (laughs) Yeah. That's true. We did it. 
We did it! <laughs> My gosh, that's a wrap <laughs> and a half. Love, love.